In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear brethren, I have a question for you today. Do you want to see God? This was a question that a young girl once asked her younger brother. The brother was called Rodriguez, and the young girl was only seven years old, and her name was Therese, or Teresa, who then became Saint Teresa of Avila. And then she gave him the answer. If you want to see God, I have the solution. We must die. So we have a plan. Let's go together, go to Africa. Then there are persecutions. We will be killed, we will be martyrs, and then we will see God. Of course, this was a discourse of young children full of zeal for God with beautiful and innocent souls when they stayed at home or they came back home and then together they built an hermitage. They were praying together in their garden and the young girl was then often heard saying the words forever, forever, forever. You see, my dear brethren, Saint Therese of Avila even when she was very young, had this great desire to see God, the glory of God. The glory of God is a reward that we will, please God, have in eternal life. It's a promise that we hear so many times in the Holy Scripture. And today in the Gospel on this second Sunday of Lent, we may be surprised to read the, the narration of uh, the transfiguration. Transfiguration when we see some selected people, selected souls, were granted for a time only the, to see the glory of God, the vision of God. There were these three people involved in this mystery, as we heard in the Gospel, Peter, James, and his brother John and then appears to them Moses and Elijah talking to, together with him. We know that uh, Moses represented the law on one side and Elijah represented the prophet and our Lord represented the Gospels. By way of explanation, Saint Augustine describes uh, this uh, tableau saying, the Lord stood between Moses and Elijah as it were, the gospel receiving testimony on the one hand from the law and on the other from the prophets. So we could ask ourselves, what's the common point between Moses, Elijah, and our Lord Jesus Christ? I would say there is, first there is fasting, and then there is glory. We know that Moses fasted 40 days and 40 nights when he was in the presence of the Lord in Mount Sinai where he received the Ten Commandments. We know as well that Prophet Elijah traveled to Mount Horeb and there he fasted as well for 40 days and 40 nights. And last Sunday we heard in the Gospel how our Lord was making, took this time of um, sacrifice of intense prayer and fasting as well during these 40 days and 40 nights in the deserts.
And then Jesus, on this very day, led um, Peter, James, and John to the mountain top, and because our Lord knows everything, and he knew that there was an ardent desire in their soul to see God, so he gave them this encouragement, this foretaste to see God. He knew they had this desire to see God. Is this desire present in our life, in our spiritual life? I hope so. And this desire is actually written in the heart of all human beings. Even though this desire has often been weakened by sin, not only original sin, but also our personal sins. St. Thomas Aquinas explains this point very clearly. He wrote very beautifully how the existence of God is the object of human desire. We, he wrote, we all have an innate longing for the ultimate source of existence which transcends the physical world. We all have within our heart, you see, my dear brethren, this ultimate happiness, as St. Thomas Aquinas quoted, wrote, man's ultimate happiness consists in the vision of the divine essence. So that means we all have this natural inclination toward the divine, to seek the good and to avoid evil, which ultimately leads us to seek God, God as our supreme good. But of course, there are some obstacles. There are some impediments. There are some struggles and difficulties. And we know them. And during Lent, it's important to put a name on each one of them, to identify them. They are manifold. Of course, there could be just as a few examples. The pursuit of material wealth. There could be any kind of desire for worldly success, for mundane pleasure. Think as well about skepticism. Think about some doubts that you may have in our faith, about some personal sufferings as well, some tragedy that we may have experienced that could also be obstacles to this desire to see God, or that could lessen this desire. Of course, there is this secularization of our modern world with all that's always emphasized and prioritize any kind of materialism, any kind of individualism. These are obstacles as well. And do not forget as well, with no exception, that there is also our personal immoral behavior. There is also the presence of vice, within our soul. All these things, you see, really tarnish the desire for the divine. But then, what is the remedy? This is what we need to ask Almighty God in our prayer. This is what we would like to ask the confessor when we go to confession. What is the remedy? And the Gospel gives us the remedy. Let me quote again the Gospel for the second Sunday of Lent when we hear how Jesus' face shone as the sun during the Transfiguration. 
And the second aspect, his garments became white as snow. So you see, the remedy is in the sun. So don't worry, I'm not going to encourage you to go outside in the street after mass and worship the sun. This would actually be difficult. 99% of the day of the, the days here in Ireland as the, the sun seldom shines in this beautiful country. But then there is a sun that shines every day in the church, in lots of Catholic churches, including here. And this is this very moment when the Blessed Sacrament is exposed. If you ask the children who attend the catechism lessons, they could tell you the name of this liturgical item in which the Blessed Sacrament, the real presence, is placed. It is, of course, called a monstrance. Well done. The monstrance. The monstrance has this shape of a sun. It has this circular shape that really mirrors the symbolism of the sun. The secular shape of the monstrance really represents, let us say, wholeness and completeness. It's like the unbroken cycle that uh, expresses as well God's love, how God's love is present, is infinite, is eternal. And from the very center where the Holy Eucharist is, when the, where the real presence is, are all those rays spread out. They are like the sun, the rays of light that emanates from the center, that represents in a certain sense the spreading of grace, of divine grace, that transcends all our divine mysteries beyond human understanding. So you see, my dear brethren, these are important things to think about when we spend the time in front of the Blessed Sacrament, in front of the monstrance. And this is fruitful. Something like uh, almost 20 years ago, I remember when I was a chaplain doing a winter ski with a youth group. We had uh, prayers every evening, but there is a special evening on Thursday evening when we had a whole night with adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. And among these um, teenagers, one of them was kind of a bit, um, would call him kind of a follower in his faith. He had been baptized a Catholic, he had been attending Mass with his families for a long time, but he was simply following the family and accepting going to Mass, accepting going from time to time to some devotions, receiving the sacraments, so a bit lukewarm. And then during this evening, he spent the time on his own in front of the monstrance, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And then after a few minutes, he went out from, from, from the chapel and um, he told me something important happened in my life tonight, in my spiritual life. Tonight, uh, I could really feel as if I had received uh, like a sunburn on my face. It is like if Jesus had hit me in my face. So you see, that's very impressive. He was a man, a boy of goodwill, and the Lord knew his intention. 
And on this very moment, the radiant warmth of the real presence has really penetrated his soul and let him transform. You see, there was now more snow. There was more light within his soul. He had been very clearly touched by the radiance, the radiance of God's glory. So this is really the Son of Justice, our Lord Jesus Christ, the sole justitiae that had ignited within his heart this real burning desire to see God, to see him face to face. So this is simply the grace that I wish you, my dear brethren, during your Lenten journey. Let Jesus, the Son, the Son of Justice, the Justice, touch you and transform you. Let Jesus make your face stained. Let Jesus help you to identify all these obstacles that I spoke about, all these different behaviors, all these uh, attitudes, all these habits that still distance you from God. Ask Jesus and let him help you to express this genuine sorrow for your shortcomings. Invite him to transform your weaknesses into strength and reshape you in his likeness, the very likeness of Christ himself. So, my dear brethren, again, do not wish to die now, but like St. Therese of Avila, increase your desire to see God in eternal life and often think about the world. Forever, forever, forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.